Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Ifa and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here is an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. The last two fucking shite talking spas Run the muck, bit as fuck on down and all your ties Burning ears off for that cheese, bring all double down to its knees This podcast fucking shite, tell me where else would you be? So sit back, like relax, have a drink, lose the cacks And take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rats Like, you know what it reminds me? You know, there's a whiteboard here in the office. Yeah. <laughs> and you were saying that you and Ian were doing loads of notes, and like yeah. all of a sudden, Ian's like that writing on <laughs> yeah, the whiteboard the for ages, code, yeah. right? And then you look up and it just says, We put the brick on the accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. I swear to God, like, Ian with notes for the podcast is actually scandalous. It's like bleeding Dan Brown Da Vinci. <laughs> You know what I mean? He cracked that. Uh, you see today that they cracked the Zodiac code from years ago that no one's been able to crack. No, I didn't hear about that. Oh my god, it was in the news today that some team of like mathematicians yeah. and like really smart people cracked the, the Zodiac code that no one's been able to crack. And the now, Zodiac killer or something? Zodiac killer, like, yeah. Yeah, and like um, now it says nothing new, like just like mm. ha ha ha, I've killed people, blah blah blah. But um, that's what I just think of like Ian doing his nose, just like literally like did it like all code and all equals MC squared. <laughs> he had a fly path drawn for <laughs> the MH370. <laughs> I remember I was looked at the board and it was like Princess Diana and all. I was like, where is this coming <laughs> <Yeah>. from? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know. Oh, stuff. He cracks me up. But um, should we kick into it? We you're back in our true crime. Yeah, it's been a while, baby. It's been know. a while, baby. baby yeah, yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> R.I.P. Dylan, what a, what a character. Ah, uh, gone but never forgotten. Ah, uh, gone but never forgotten, forgotten indeed. Never, yeah, never. well, look, he's, well, the fly punched him around. Oh, stop. It was devastating. Yeah, of course. So, but uh, what are we doing today, Mrs.? <clears throat> so, back with the true crime episode. And today we're talking about a serial killer that I've pushed Gary to talk about for a while. But because it's quite extensive... Gary was apprehensive because his brain doesn't work that quick. No, honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the amount of more that this chap clocked up as well, yeah. I was just like, I can only fathom, I can only wrap my head around circulars that I've done two or three people in. Do you know what I mean? And I think literally because of him, it wasn't just the amount of murders that he did. It was the way that he did it and the detail that went into it is the reason why it takes a bit of time. So anyway, we're jumping into... Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, self-proclaimed BTK, which stands for Bind, Torture, Kill, which is quite disturbing. We'll start off with the backstory. So Dennis Rader was born in Pittsburgh, Kansas in 1945 to William and Dorothy Rader. Dennis was the eldest sibling and by all means they had quite a normal working class family. Nothing was really out of the ordinary. His father was reported to have been quite strict and um, he was an ex-Marine Corps, so he was kind of probably... Quite strange. Yeah, exactly. Family. Do you reckon he's um, throwing him a few slaps? Because you can imagine, oh, like, you know, like so. children of like more. Like, <laughs> 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 like proper at home. Like, over the stairs. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I'd say being born to like a dad in the military is no joke. Like, I'd say Especially in America. Built like, around, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, they'd be so strange. American listeners, tune mm. in. We have a few of them recently. Honestly, we oh, actually really? do. 
had a few American listeners tuning in recently. So does anyone that what do they call them like a military brat or something? That's yeah. what they call them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the son or daughter of someone yeah. that who's uh, served. Yeah. Let us know, yeah, what it's like. <laughs> Thank growing. you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they they're like that though. Do you ever notice that? No, they're so they are like obsessed with their veterans. And fair enough, like they've done a great service to their country, but like they would live and die for what they believe is like them participating in war, which was not a great thing. It's mad, yeah. isn't it? like, the amount yeah. of money that that country puts into war and their army is crazy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's not like so anyway, here we go. Back to um, Dennis was a member of the Boy Scouts growing up and his family was heavily, heavily involved in the local church. Growing up, Dennis was described as quiet and polite. That's it. That's the end. Typical, That's the end of the whole podcast. That's We're yeah, we'll leave All right, it. thanks yeah. for listening, think, everybody. Yeah, it was a five star rating on iTunes. <laughs> Don't be afraid to leave a review. Uh, <laughs> we leave it there. Eva, thanks for joining us. But now it is. It's typical, isn't it? Like uh, It's always. It's always those types, yeah, isn't it? exactly. Even Jeffy Dam, like, you know, a couple of episodes ago. They're always described as quiet. What exactly. is the quiet ones you need to watch out for? 100%. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the clear, so. We don't bloody <laughs> shut up. Yeah, you don't shut up. <laughs> Was there any history of, uh, you know, torturing animals? Because that seems to be a bit of a... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just about to get oh, into it. Like, sorry. you got sorry, ahead of me there. Like, calm the down, there. Ken, you're back in your box. <laughs> like many serial killers, he began to kill small animals, such as cats, hanging them in the woods. Or like, <laughs> oh, that little field nose. <laughs> Lucky he wasn't, he wasn't operating within the same area as uh, Dennis uh, Ryder. <laughs> he wasn't on his radar. <laughs> um... Hanging them in the woods and abandoned barns. Hanging, so, that's hanging a bit cats, heavy. Like, with a bit of a string, like on. a string. Like, he wouldn't even just kill them outright. You didn't he would say hang cat, them. did you? Cats. Ah, I know. I know you love Jesus. cats. Jesus, yeah. I know. It's only telling Eva earlier in our <laughs> studio <laughs> at the moment, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, veteran listeners of the podcast will know that in our studio right now, we've had a bit of a, a rodent problem, yeah. We've been... Uh, we have been terrorized. Have you discussed this on the PZ? Because yeah. I remember listening to about the rodent problem. I wouldn't be here if I knew there was a rodent problem. <laughs> you give it over. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the presence I of the king rodent. I thought it was just you you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, back, 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 to, to back to the content. Um, so on the outside, his life seemed quite average and very mundane. But behind it all, at this age already, as a young age, Dennis had already began to develop very dangerous fetish for bondage and violence. He's reported to have said that even when his mother would spank him as a child, he secretly got pleasure from it. Ooh. Like, how fucked up is that? That's bleeding, yeah. So fast forward a couple of years. In 1966, Dennis joins the Air Force and later in 1971 gets married, eventually having two children. And then in 1973... Dennis enrolls in Wichita State University taking classes in, wait for it, criminal justice. Oh. Taking classes in criminal justice. Oh, which ironic. is like, yeah. stop. Do you ever notice like, with serial killers, they always like to be kind of like a, one degree away from the law in a way. Because like, yeah. even remember uh, Robbie, oh, which one, that episode we did in the last one was Robert it? Picton. That was going to the Garda bar. No, that, no, that was you, that was, Danny. That was Ed Kemper. Oh, that was Ed Kemper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. No, like and like <laughs> yeah. one, he was like a, a mounty, wasn't he? Yeah, like, <laughs> he was hanging around in like yeah. you know a cop bars. Do you know what I mean? And it's like they kind of like to keep you know their their finger to the pulse. Oh, that. they love it. They it's love mad, interjecting themselves. Yeah, into it's it mad, somehow. isn't it? That's obviously on purpose, isn't it? So they kind of, of they get the lay of land. It feeds their ego. Yeah, That's exactly. exactly what it is. So then, during his time in the Air Force, Dennis would often try to get sex workers to go along with his bondage fantasies to like they never would mm. and it should be noted that he was never successful in having sex with any of these women because he couldn't really get his rocks off oh, go away. without like fucking strangling someone basically like but did so, like, he had a wife and all did he 
No, but like this, yeah, kind of flashback, flash forward. Yeah. When he was in the Air Force, I don't think he was married at that right. time. I get you. But um, as far back as 1965, Dennis said yeah. he drove around looking for victims, which is like oh, really cool. But was never, he never acted on anything right. at that time. So we're going to go straight into one of the first murders. Um, this is probably the most significant murder in the entire case. Yeah, because we've chopped these down, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, you know, we've, we've just put it into our top five, yeah, our exactly. top four, actually. It was a tough list to crack. Yeah, it was. These it's, are the top ones. it's like the X Factor at Christmas. So you don't know who's going to get it. Yeah. Who's going to get in? <laughs> honestly, right? Who's going to get to the judge's house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's got us. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, though, like you see these people doing a like, true crime podcast that are like six hours long. Yeah. That do like every single murder. You can't. It's you can't. No one much. has time for that, Eva. Like, no you know one what I mean? has time. I'm a busy woman. Yeah, exactly. You're a busy business woman. You have business yeah. things to be doing. Like sleep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why here on NLP we chop this down into just the best ones. You know what I mean? As we famously discussed with myself and Eva on the former episodes okay. but kick us into we're going to get into it's going to take a very what snatched the number five spot this is number this is the first murder and it's actually quite sinister okay. it's going to take quite a bit oh, dark geez. turn which I don't know any of this you can't really way. make light of this situation but I think it's very important to the story because it was the first murder and probably in my opinion the most disturbing mm-hmm. so in 1974 the Otero family moved into Wichita, Wichita Kansas Dennis became obsessed and infatuated with the mother, Julie Otero, and the 11-year-old daughter, Josephine Otero. He started to stalk the Otero family to try and learn their routine. At this point, he had also escalated, it's good to note that he had escalated his violent fantasies to the point where he carried around a kill kit, which was equipped with knives, a gun, rope, cords, and tools. So already he had it in his mind, if the opportunity arises, I'm going to act on it. So he's walking or he's driving around with this kill kit. On the morning of January 15th, 1974, Dennis entered the Otero family home through the back door and cut the phone lines, which I find particularly creepy about him. He cuts the phone lines, which is very... You know, also, very like horror movie yeah, kind it? of esque, exactly. isn't it? It's like you pick up the phone, it's like do 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 do, or like God, there's no signal out here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Get some fucking signal, like pop your phone up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sending a IOU. Yeah, please call me. <laughs> please call yeah. me. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who did we know that was famous for the please call me? I forget who was. Someone there was in our definitely circle. some. Was there was one offender in particular? I think it's come back to me now. I won't say it obviously, but there was one offender in our group. Even I can't remember. You would get pinged out of it was by it about Jenny? twenty. No, I don't know if it was her. I feel like it was a bloke, but literally, you'd pick your phone up and it'd be like the person. Sorry, that blah 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 was blah. It, blah. Sorry? I think it was, it was definitely yeah. sorry. And it'd be like the person. Or do you blah, remember blah, blah. the the uh, vote phone was Hey, how are you? But it was just like Please help me. I'm being attacked. But the message would be Hey, how are you? That was there. Please call me. <laughs> <laughs> so like you could be held down, like being raped, and you would send be only able yeah. to send a Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. So anyway, so he snipped the phone lines which is so mad sn- yeah. that just goes to show like, like that, that? Just, like you couldn't possibly do that these days like it's mad to almost think mm. that when you think about it, like that was almost you had the monopoly on someone's safety back yeah. in the 60s like if you snipped their phone lines and mm-hmm. made sure they couldn't get in and out of gaff like they were yeah. yours for the bleeding taken like which yeah, is mad yeah it's like so it? much easier to be a serial killer back then exactly it's so hard yeah, now like Jesus rock hard like as we, me and Eva are always saying there's just no good serial killers <laughs> like there's anymore. no like no decent ones exactly. worth mentioning <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> 
in the house at the time was Julie Otero, the mother, Josephine Otero, the 11-year-old daughter, Joseph Otero, the father, was home on that particular day, which Dennis did not anticipate. So that was a little bit unplanned and kind of annoyed Dennis. So Dennis broke into the home and used a gun to gain control of the family and told them that he was, he made up a spiel that he was on the run from the police and all he wanted to do was rob their car and take some cash. And so they were like, okay, we're going to oblige because if no one gets hurt, we're happy to do this, blah, blah, blah. He tied up the whole family and as soon as they were bound, he tapes a plastic bag over Mr. Otero's head. So the 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 biggest threat, basically, the father. So he tapes a plastic bag over his head with a cord tied to it so he can't escape and leaves him to suffocate. He then turns his attention to Mrs. Otero and strangles her. As it was his first murder, he didn't anticipate how difficult it would be to actually strangle someone and yeah, how much harder. effort it put them. <laughs> 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 oh, like, so, on, so, so I've heard, like, sorry, more. sorry, you were saying there, <laughs> allegedly, like. <laughs> he did not anticipate how difficult it would be to strangle someone, so he thought that she was dead, but she was just unconscious. He then notices that Mr. Otero has broken through the plastic bag by obviously biting through it. Because, mm. you know, I think like when you're, if you're a father and Big your time. family are under attack, you're just, you go into this like fight or flight mode and you'll do whatever you can. So 100%. he gets up, he gets up to go for Dennis. Mm-hmm. And so then Dennis knocks him down because your man's Joseph Otero is tied up. So he, like Dennis is at an advantage, knocks him down and then he ties a T-shirt around his head and another plastic bag oh, and another cord. That's gold. And ultimately he succumbs and he dies. Yeah. So he finishes the job basically, which yeah. is very sad. He turns his attention to Joseph Jr., which is the Joe younger Jr. son. He's nine years of age. He brings him into another bedroom. He puts a plastic bag around his head. The, the boy suffocates and the worst thing the creepiest thing about it is that there's evidence to suggest that Dennis brought a chair from another room into that bedroom placed it in front of the bed where the boy was suffocating and sat and watched because <gasps> it was a chair from another room that was never in there and it was placed directly staring at the bed where the body was found so he sat there and just watched that little boy That's die sick, which is absolutely yeah. it's just so grim to think about like an entire family mm-hmm. So lastly, he takes 11-year-old Josephine to the basement and he hangs her body from a pipe in the ceiling and then she dies. Which oh. It's very grim. He flees the, flees the home but returns later that day to retrieve a knife that he left. And I found this particularly creepy because he comes back to the family home during the day. He committed the murders between 8am and like, let's say 10am. The people are just like, you know, going about their day. He comes back to get a knife at, let's say, 1pm. No one's checking in on them. It's a normal day. And they're dead in the house. He goes in, gets a knife and leaves. Like, nobody knows they're dead. I just think that's yeah. really creepy. The other thing is that the, the Oteros had three other children that weren't home at the time. They were in school. <clears throat> Jeez, how many fucking kids do they have? Five. <laughs> Jesus. Five. They returned home later that <clears throat> afternoon. Uh, Charlie, 15 years of age, the eldest, said he that he knew that something was wrong when they got home because the family dog was outside the house. <laughs> Um, they entered the home and the younger brother, Daniel, shouted, look, look, mom and dad are playing a joke on us. Like they were too young. They couldn't understand. They thought they were joking with them. And Charlie knew something was wrong, got them out or straight away and called the police. And um, yeah, it's just crazy. Like your man, Charlie, like you can read up about him online. He has suffered with addiction and mental health issues oh, you his would, entire life you? because Jesus of that. Christ, yeah. And like and the creepiest thing that I read on, it's obviously a bit grim for the for the PC. I but believe it so. so you know josephine he killed josephine in the basement she was hanging by a Mm -hmm. pipe the only reason that she was discovered is it was pitch black yeah 
a police officer, they went down to try and when they searched the house, the police officer actually walked into her hanging legs and that's how they found her body. They didn't, it was so dark, there was no lights and like banged into his chest or whatever. But um, yeah, that was his first murder. 11, was she? 11 years of age and like, I'm going to say it, but maybe cut it because I don't know if it's, it's very actually disturbing. There was semen found on her leg because that's ah, how he got off at the end. Sake. Well, I don't think that's PCE. But yeah, how grim was that first murder? Um, like, like taking out nearly yeah. an entire family, which is absolutely much disgusting. Like, and to that degree as yeah. well, like, I mean. Yeah, like. That's fucking, that's outrageous stuff, isn't it? it like, really especially is. like the worst thing, obviously none of it, none of it is great, but I mean, the poor 11 year old young one. Like yeah. strung up in the basement. Yeah, and he was telling her, and he was like, "Oh, you're going like, to go to family, or you're going to go to heaven with your family now." And mm-hmm. like, and he, just like, especially because he had kids, kids himself at the time. Yeah. It's like, how do you not compartmentalize and see your children and see your own daughter? Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, he must have just. He was just a fucking sick fuck. And like, lads, if you look up Dennis Ryder, like the fucking state. Look at his like, photo. He is a minging. Oh, but look, I mean? like he's just oh. Yeah, no, it's. Creep. You know what? Like we thought, Robbie picked, and we should actually do an award ceremony at Christmas for the best looking serial <laughs> we'll killers. Do, yeah, we'll do a wrap up yeah, at the end. Exactly. Of the year. What do you think, lads? Would you like to have see us have a Christmas party, um, and then we'll do like yeah, the fittest serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> that we've fi- covered. You should do like an Instagram poll of where like should we all get the host together? Or should we do an Instagram or something like that? Yeah, you know, I'm exactly. only interested in a poll. Yeah. You don't do polls. Yeah, well, any time I have done it in the past, like not an extraordinary amount of people response from like considering how many followers yeah. there's not that there's like fucking hundreds of there's thousands like that but there's I mean like bit. when I run polls it's always like way lower than you think in terms yeah. of engagement I don't think anyone's arsed it's just polls, me like, you Ian yeah. Stephen <laughs> <laughs> but like we thought Robert, Robert Picton was a fucking was bet down <clears throat> aesthetically do you know yeah, what I mean in the last one well actually I are you saying would you rather Dennis <laughs> Rader or Robert Picton to, to get your end off with get your rocks off do you know what to pick well, Robert Picton was a millionaire. Fuck well, Marty well, Kill. Fuck Marty Kill, right? Robert Picton, right? Dennis Radar, Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. I would kill Dennis Radar just purely yeah, for the fact that he actually killed cunt, yeah. kids and I think that's just yeah, a no-go. I would... Uh, <laughs> probably fuck Robert Picton and marry Jeffrey Dahmer. No, I'm the reverse. Well, I'd Jeffrey marry... Dahmer was not bad looking. No, but you'd mar- he wasn't. I know, I'm with you. I'd, like, sure, I said it in the last episode, the bleeding show, the John all and Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, oh, the, actually, no. When you think about the, the moolah, money, the, the moolah. Okay, can I take it back? Yeah, well, no. that's what I was going to say. I'm going to marry Robbie Picton, right? Get all the squids, get all the cash, and then... Uh, I just fuck yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer. Fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> if he doesn't kill me, I never I, thought I'd say that sentence in my life. I would rather fuck <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but he's a cannibal, gentleman, so you'd have to get in and out, like he'd, because I mean, he definitely about, eat you out then. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that in. So I keep that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that in there. Well, he wouldn't though, if anything, because he was into blokes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. About <clears throat> so should we get back to this insufferable prick? Yeah. So Dennis carried life on as normal. He was heavily, still heavily involved in the church and even becoming president of his local Christian Lutheran church. It's all, it's always those religious church you know, going like, types that are always the most deprived behind closed doors. Do you, do you reckon though people that? do that? Like they join like stuff like the church and all because it's a real, like it's a noble cause and you'd never be suspected. Yeah. It's well, kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched Breaking Bad, but did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, of don't course I did. I'm not a fucking dope. Like. <laughs> I'm not a bloody harmless, right? Like me. I always start I watching Breaking life. Bad. <laughs> I only started watching Break of Bad last year. What? Last yeah. year? Are you messing? I'm not messing. I, think, yeah. no, I was late to the game. I think I watched it in like 2014. 
Yeah. Or maybe it came out in 2014. I watched it a few years late, it's, but I'm yeah, not like you. I know, I know. But your man Gus, the main chap in it, or the main villain. Is that the, Gus? Is he not? Your man, yeah. So he's the fellow oh, who runs the, the chicken, chicken restaurant. But you remember yeah. he's mad in with the Garda and all. He does their fun runs and all. Like, you know mm. what I mean? It's like it's staying one step, like, you know, ahead of the Garda, but like yeah. intimately linked with them. Um, you know, no one, well, no one would ever suspect it. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm getting at. So if you're like your man, uh, Dennis Rader, mm, yeah, like if you're it's like a front, yeah, if you're yeah. like the president of the fucking Lutheran Church, you know. But it's also like they're probably battling with their own demons in their mind. They're like, well, <clears throat> I want to fucking bind, torture, kill people, but at the same time, if I present myself as this like holier than thou, then maybe I can cleanse my own soul. Mm, it's an ego thing as well. It's a narcissistic yeah. thing. So here we go. In 1974, Dennis came across a young woman named Catherine Bright, 21 years of age. He instantly, instantly became infatuated. Like, like the way you are with women. You just course, instantly... Yeah, just latch on to someone like, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> and decided that she would be his next victim. On April 4th, 1974, Dennis broke into her home when she was out of her... When she was out. Mm-hmm. In, 19, in April 1974, Dennis broke into her home while she was out. He cut the phone line. Classic. <sighs> typical. This is part of his kind of template now, isn't it? Uh, And hid in her bedroom, waiting for her to return home. Catherine arrived home at 2pm with her brother, which again was unanticipated. Is that a word? Uh, Unanticipated? Inanticipated? I don't know. Just not Was not expected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This episode brought to you by the Oxford Dictionary. (laughs) Our sponsors. Yeah. (laughs) Which was not expected by Dennis. So Dennis walks out of the bedroom with a gun and says the same spiel, I'm here to rob you, I'm on the run from the police, blah, blah, blah. I must say to you, you know what happened to my neighbour, by the way? Like, <laughs> well, Dennis Rader broke into yeah. house. <laughs> he was one of them, Back yeah. in 2006. <laughs> no, no, seriously, no. What? There was uh, my next door neighbour, right? Some, like, some bloke broke into their gaff, like, in the top window, yeah? And they heard him, like, barrel rolling through the fucking thing. What? And they went to the bottom of the stairs, him and his brother, um, to see who it was. And then your man was saying something, like, he was at the top of the stairs, and then he was like, oh, I'm on the run from the guard. That is Proper straight out, Dennis Rader. Radar's textbook, yeah. What the and he, fuck? They, they were like, he was like, sorry, I'm just, I'm on the, I'm on the run. I so, said something like that. There's people after me. And um, but he obviously didn't try and buy and talk no, to they had kill him. They them. just <laughs> let him, let him stay there for tea. Like, I mean, he still lives there. He now. lives there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just walked out the front door. But that's scary, isn't it? Yeah. My God, imagine that. Like Jesus Christ. So anyway, Catherine arrives home at two p.m. with her brother, which was unexpected. So Dennis walks out of the bedroom with a gun, same spiel, tells him he's going to rob them, blah blah blah, and ties them up in separate rooms. Dennis strangles the brother, his name's Kevin, to the point of unconsciousness. But again, because Dennis is a bit of a rookie, mm-hmm. not like yourself, he veteran. thinks that he's dead, <laughs> but he's actually not dead. So then he turns his attention to Catherine. He actually, it's a bit different now. He actually stab, shoots her in the face and then stabs her. So Kevin comes to and just runs. Mm-hmm. I think he was only young at the time. I think he was like 18, 19. He just runs to try to get help. Mm. And little did he know that his sister was just but murdered. But you know, this fella Kevin you're on about, I remember reading mm. a bit about this earlier. He got shot in the face by... He got by shot Radar in the face, twice. yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, he was, <laughs> and he still managed and he to get lived. up. Yeah, like, he what lived. a king. Like, like, literally, like, you want to be gotten, getting shot there and there. Like, yeah. Hair, like, well, no, it didn't, yeah, it didn't go through the bleeding mallet, like, straight <laughs> to the brain. But definitely, like... He went through, like, his cheek and his jawbone. Yeah, because there was ran a scuffle, like, help, yeah. But, like, I think, like, for... <clears throat> Joe Mindhunter, remember you and Danny talked about Mindhunter? Yeah, I haven't actually watched in Mindhunter, an episode, but yeah. But like, Danny's mad into us. In an episode of Mindhunter, in the second season, they focus on BTK, but very subtly, like he's never the main point of the episodes. Um, it they uh, The detectives interview your man, Kevin, mm-hmm. and he's like so disturbed what happened. He's he, like, is is that actually him in it? It's not. No, it's a fucking show, Gary. It's obviously not the real person. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't watch it. This could have even been like 
Yeah, like I don't watch no, mine, but that like, it could be like a okay, real. Okay, you need to watch season two because yeah. it actually focuses on BTK, yeah. but as a side plot. Right, So you. it's very good. Did they have his face all right now? What? <laughs> it's blurred out, yeah, because yeah, it's a real documentary. <laughs> They've got the real BTK in it. Like, they didn't catch him though. They were like, it'll be sound. We'll let you film. <laughs> anyway, so Kevin escapes and uh, he has to live with the fact that his sister was murdered. And oh. obviously he didn't know. But like, if you think about it, if you were in that situation, and you are shot twice in the face and you don't know what's going on, you would try and get help. Because what mm, are you going to do after 100%. being so injured? Definitely. Like, your, your face pumping blood. You'd be gammy, like, like, you'd be like, gammy. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the camera back. Whatever this was, this needs to be shared. Even just reenacted. What can only consider? If there was, a, if there was, if there was like a physical like thing of what gammy is, gammy that was is. that. If you look you know up I mean? gammy in the yeah. Tatarit. Do you remember that when you were in school? Like, people go, oh, when you look up ugly in the dictionary, this yeah. picture is like, well, I don't know what dictionary you have, mate. Do you remember when pictures? you were like in primary school, like, and the, the word sex would be in a dictionary, yeah. but like, look up page 36, section two. When you look it up, it'd say sex, and everyone just breaks their shite laugh. Like, oh, that's good. Primary school yeah. humor is just the most outrageous <sighs> thing ever. It really is. Like, do you remember, like, I was only talking to Ian about this the other day. Do you remember in school, um, you'd like cough and like insult someone at the same time? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and you think you were the funniest cunt ever to... sorry what oh nothing man it's so stupid probably yeah. with humour like we can do an, we can nearly do an episode on that yeah. <laughs> won't be me my genre anyway yeah. um, and ain't I you think... free okay so after this murder Dennis goes quiet but in October 1974 he phones the Wichita Eagle newspaper and for informing them that they will find a letter in the local library inside a specific engineering book. This would be the first of many letters that he would send to the media. So the letter basically was just a ramblings on about him being... The ramblings uh, on Madman. Like. Yeah, like being a killer and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it had threatened that if they didn't recognise him as a local serial killer, that he would kill more people. So the media at this point were forced Fame to report... Hard, like, I know, like, yeah. seriously, like, you're not Paris Hilton, honey. Oh. Uh, the media at this point were forced to report that there was a serial killer on the loose and advised people to like lock their doors and like don't walk alone at home at night because <laughs> they're bringing their body out here. <laughs> I have that T-shirt at home. Antoine Dodson. Yeah, what a such king. a legend. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, he made loads of money off that. Like no. fair pay. Well, did you hear the project. remix? Yeah, There's a song yeah. At all. The song is brilliant. It's, uh, what's the remix like? Oh, again? it's so well, good. it's hard to sing because it's kind yeah. of like more of a. I don't even know what genre. I'm like an old man when it comes to music these days. Like I hear music and I'm like, I don't know any. What new genre songs. is that? Like, like me and you come from an age here. Uh, if it's just like okay, it's either well, actually, rock, I'm younger than you, rap. Yeah. Will you? Will you want eight months or something? You'll stop. <laughs> will you give it over? Yeah, we're well, same era. <laughs> You're thirty next year. Oi, <laughs> ratting me out like that. Sorry, sorry. I look 24 though. I think no, you do. You look like a pipsqueak. Exactly. I I blend in with the the youths these days. (laughs) So um, basically, yeah. So the media were forced to report there was a circle on the loose. Everyone was terrified. People weren't walking home alone at night. They were locking all their doors, which you should do anyway. Why is it always reported in every serial killer story? Oh, people started to lock their doors at night. So why don't you just leave your doors open all the time? Even like in that episode that we did earlier on the podcast with your man, the Rick Chase, the vampire fella. Yeah. Like he was just swanning into people's gaffs like it was no bother, helping himself to the bleeding fridge and then just casually killing cunts yeah. along the way. And he it's said, like, didn't he say these that cunts if not the have do- fucking phone watch, no? <laughs> <laughs> but didn't he say that if the doors were locked, he wouldn't have gone into their homes? It's like, okay, so maybe it's a good thing to lock your doors. At yeah, home. yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, moving on then to in November 1974, one month after he had sent the letters to the media. Dennis gets a new job as, wait for it. Oh, God. Installing home security systems. <laughs> no joke. 
Like, first of all, like studying criminal justice yeah. and then installing home security systems. He has every aspect of his little trade boxed and, off. Yeah, he? and that business was booming due to the fact that there was a serial killer on the loose. So there was points where Dennis would have discussions with clients going in to install these alarms. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, there's a serial killer. We're so afraid. He'd be like, yeah, it's terrible. What's well, happening? Here, like, Do you know why I have like my scepticisms? Like, I, like people who work in the alarm companies, I think they're up to no good. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this, Aoife, yeah. Go on, hit me. My gaff was broken into and a rabbit statue was broken in the process. We had a lovely little rabbit statue that was sitting on the on the old windowsill, yeah? You've loads of little statues. I know, and they're beautiful oh. things. The man, dad, they just love all that. Just that, all the little, don't even know what you'd call them. They have a swastika hanging on the door and all. God <laughs> exactly, love them. Yeah. Like. But it's aluminium, it's brushed aluminium. Oh, <laughs> thank God. It's worth a few quid, like. <laughs> it's an original. Yeah. Passed down to Passed us. Down. <laughs> So we're neo-Nazis uh, <laughs> No but in all seriousness We had this uh, Rabbit statue I think I told this On, a, on either our Patreon episode Or one of the older ones I don't know I pulled a sicky from school And I flew home Yeah Just wasn't feeling it one day And I went to bed And then about 11am that morning I heard a crash bang The rabbit statue Shattered everywhere Yeah And I went downstairs and there was nowhere, no one to be seen. And yeah, some some alpha started knocking on my door. And I was too, I went down with my sister's horror. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's like, I, that's, I suppose, the Irish version of a baseball bat for uh, American <laughs> All of our listeners. American yeah, listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have to start now translating little things like that. And uh, so anyway, this this old man was like hocking my door over. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked down and he was like, young flit, has that to be someone trying to get into your gaff? And I was like, yeah, I know. I went down with the horror, like I was ready to go. And uh, he was just like, yeah, I've seen someone on your wall there a few minutes ago, but he just looked so weird in and of himself. Mm. Was he like so, a junkie? Yeah, yeah. And I rang me dad anyway. And me dad, like my dad's real naive, God love him, right? And he goes, jeepers, now isn't that some look? Jeepers. <laughs> we were only getting an alarm installed today. Like we hadn't had an alarm or like any kind of home yeah. security for ages. I think it was about a year. So the day we're getting an alarm installed, at, like by the way, 6 p.m. that day, because that's when everyone was home, yeah. Me gaff has an attempt on it. Like, isn't Jesus that mad to think Christ. about? So my, my like, you know, How, my little, my like... little mallet was taken along and I was just like, there's something fishy about that. Yeah. I think there's some weasels in the call centres that get onto our mates and that, go, listen. That actually could be a thing. Yeah, you they're like, this gaff. Because think about it, you have to tell them when you're not going to be mm. in and all. You have That's to say, actually... there's, no, there's going to be no one in until six o'clock. That's a conspiracy. Exactly, oh isn't it, Ethan? What do you think, Eno? We oh, need to get on this, the conspiracies. I'm coming for you, Eno. Yeah. But I was like, 100%, there's some weasel in the call centres that got onto his little, little scruff of a mate and said listen this gaff is empty between nine to six and they have, they have they have banging rabbit statues though. yeah <laughs> you want to get your hands on one of those rabbit statues <laughs> the merchandise not yeah, the mer- <laughs> okay so yeah so he becomes uh, installing home security systems which is bo- booming due to the fact there was a circle on the loose the absolute neck of them it's very entrepreneurial yeah. now thinking well, about it. yeah when you think you about know, it he was attacking a niche in the market yeah. like, let's just say when you think about it, he's actually creating business yeah. right so if he's working in a bit like a business that's now like actually thriving yeah. due to but what a cute prick like that's just someone profiting off the COVID-19 pandemic yeah exactly which we don't know many of them yeah 100% mm-hmm. <laughs> So fast forward to March 17th, 1977. Paddy's oh, Paddy's Day yeah. sent Dennis over the edge. Why? Because he hates the Irish. Oh, Actually, the I don't know. Rat. I don't know. I don't know. But Paddy's Day, 1977. He said he was sent over the edge. He was infuriated and he decided, Why? I have to kill. What's wrong, hon? Because he, he hadn't killed for so long. <laughs> I think he was like, I have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need to get the shakes out of you. Yeah, you know, you know when you're like that. Like, yeah, exactly. You when just you need a good mortar. Like. <laughs> so as he was walking around, he saw a little boy called Steve. Oh, Jesus. Walking home from the shop. Right. And he approached him and he whips out a photo of his own family and says, have you seen them? They're missing. 
And like the little boy being naive was like, yeah. oh no, I don't know. And he walks into his gaff and uh, Dennis follows him and knocks on the door. And obviously you're, the little boy opens the door and recognizes him from the street. And he's like, oh, I'm still looking for my family. Can you let me in? I need to use a phone or mm-hmm. whatever. And the little boy lets him in. And he walks in and he, his three siblings are watching the TV at the time. And the second Dennis closes the door, knowing what he's going to do. And so the mother walks out of the room and her name is Shirley Ralford. So he pulls the gun, the usual. He locks the children into a bathroom and tells Shirley that his plan is just to rape her and he's going to leave. So, uh, you know, being a protective mother, she says, OK, I'm going to do what I have to do so no one gets hurt. And the second that she's tied up, he just strangles and kills her. Like, what a fucking prick. Like, at least if you're going to kill someone, at least just be fucking honest about it. Like, yeah, don't exactly. trick them into it. Like, he's mad for that, isn't he? Yeah, like, you he know, does it to all of his victims. Yeah, tells him he's there, you know, on the run. Oh, I'm just going like. to do this, blah, blah, blah. Because <clears> that shows that he's a coward. Yeah. So... After he kills her, he has fully full intent to go and kill the children. But the phone rings in the house and it startles him. It scares him, mm. spooks him. So he runs out. But he later said in an interview that if that phone had not rang, that he would have gone in and killed all three oh. of those children. Like, talk about say by the Bell. Like, yeah. I know that, like, seriously, quite literally. Madness, like, yeah, no, killing the kids is a big no-no here in the NLP, isn't it? No we don't, way. Like, we do not support You probably that. know the vibe gone down, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. We like to have a bit of laugh don't. around here, like, but we're that's... we trying to have a laugh. taking the bloody biscuit, no, isn't it? No, no, uh, it is the season and all, but, yeah. like, you know... Exactly. So, uh, in, in December 1977, Dennis becomes obsessed again with another person, Nancy Fox. He breaks into her home while she's out and hides in her closet. And that's what I find, like, so creepy about him yeah. it's the fact that he would cut the phone line and break into your home at 8 a.m and 8 wait no like but like that's why he was the Otero yeah. family and wait for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours yeah from dusk from the morning until nighttime just for someone to return home for that element of surprise because yeah. you're walking into your home which you think is your mm-hmm. safe place and you're coming in and this horrible like you know Violent person is coming. He's a little cretin as well. Like this fucking state of him. That kind of shit scares the show. I mean, yeah, it's real classic horror movie. It is like even like I don't know if we'll cover this either at some stage. But even Madeleine McCann, do you know you're with that German fella that's up now at the moment Mm. that they're looking at? Did you hear his ex board? ex-girlfriends for the international listeners came out <laughs> and uh, she was saying translation yeah translation ex-girlfriend um, <laughs> but um, the German chap um, was like his ex-girlfriend came out and said yeah no he's off his head like mm. he used to he used to beat me and then one night I came back to me gaff and he was he was under me bed for hours yeah and she was like working in a bar or I something like that I haven't read any of this that's fucking terrifying oh it's psycho yeah and so she was on she was coming in from a late shift right mm. out of bar right jumped into bed and oh, she must have one of them beds where the mattress just like you know mm. you'd know if something was under it yeah yeah the fuck is that you can feel it and she looked of. under it and there he was <gasps> under his bed under our oh, bed do you yeah. know what like that's still the creepiest thing under your bed Big like time. i still check under yeah, my bed like 100%. not being a creep but like no, if i go to the, to the middle of the night and i come back and i switch on the light to just make sure there's no one in my Hilarious. room <laughs> like you know what i mean? still do but listen to this though uh, she was screaming her head off and then he like came out from under the bed like real calm and collected and all and he was like look i'm not gonna hurt you i was hiding under our bed to see if you were gonna bring another man back yeah and they're broken up at the time yeah. That is so And he was like, now that you haven't, I'll be on my way. But still, don't. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that mad? And like your man, I would read about your, the German guy. He's been like done for like child sexual assault oh, before. Yeah, like, well, this is shit. the thing. And I don't mean to ever like downplay the Madeleine McCann situation because it's really serious. But if I don't find out what happened to her before I die, I won't die happy. Like no one's going to die happy. He but fit. I won't. I need I to know. I am the same. This I is so weird you bring this up. 
Like I'm the I'm the exact same. I think it's because that happened when we were kids, like the Madeleine McCann thing. It was the biggest yeah. thing ever to happen. Big time. Besides that from nine not that and nine eleven yeah, was definitely like the up biggest there. thing. But like I remember even I was chatting to Anthony Mouse like I was working with and he's like, geez, you're mad into this. I was like, I don't know what it is. I just need closure. I know on this. who Anthony Mouse yeah, is, by the way. Earlier, I'm not yeah. gonna say it. But I was like, he was like, geez, you're mad into this. I was like, I don't know what it is, I just need closure on it. It's just it's I horrific. Need, yeah. yeah, I fucking need it. Like Especially after seeing the documentary that Netflix and put out. I do not believe it in any way that the parents are involved. No. I don't know why people Yeah, think I think that. they I were stupidly negligent. And yeah, the, no, they were negligent, yeah. but they were cross. They're like, I'm sorry, like, back in the day, I'm sure my parents did the same to exactly, us. We yeah. were, like, in Spain. Like, Yeah, you never expect anything like that's going to happen. But the German chap, I definitely think they're on... But, you know, he might be released now because... Like, um, if I... Right, say if I was in prison and I hadn't known something about the case and I was do- being done for a couple of years... I couldn't keep that to myself. I mean, mm-hmm. Like, the whole entire world is watching. Mm-hmm. We need to fucking know. Maybe that's a power trip. He confessed in all those here with that. Your man, the German Yeah, well, fella. he confessed in a bar. That's why That's why they're looking at him. Because mm. the thing about these nutters, that, you know, and we'll get into it even with Dennis, like, they have such an ego and they yeah, want the they world to know. they need to, to be know. praised. They exactly. need to feel like they've done, like, they need their work to be praised. Exactly, like, yeah. So, like, same story, though, with your man. He confessed in a bar to kill a Madeleine McCann and it's fucked up because uh, and he actually had a bit of a meltdown with another girl either either an ex-girlfriend or just mm. some board that was affiliated board girlfriend or girl mm. <laughs> for the American listeners yeah <laughs> um, but uh, she said something she was watching the news and she was like Jesus isn't that terrible what happened yeah. with that little young one and he had a freak out and he was like look she's dead stop going on about it and then she was mm. like what, he was, what do you mean like she's dead how do you know and guess what he said he said something that um, she, he knows for a fact she's dead and then he said something about that it's easy to get rid of a body, especially he goes, pigs will eat anything. <gasps> isn't that mad, isn't it? That's like creepy, that's that's though. Robbie Picton level. That's like, Robert, I mean, that's what they say, Robert exactly. Picton. Exactly. So they think that he if he is responsible, that's how he disposed <gasps> of the body, Jimin. Um oh, and there's like a couple of farms you know, and all around. Like the, the worst thing I think if someone it's horrible if some a member of your family is killed, but if you don't ever know what happened to them. That is just even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, by the way, if the family were involved, they'd hardly be milking it this long. And also, they're both doctors. Do you think that they would be... You would not be able to keep a secret like that for your entire life. 100%. There's no way. Yeah. Like, like they, it's like, ridiculous that people think that they did it. 100%. The fact that they still are actively involved in finding it. Obviously, you would, yeah. but I mean, on a public it's, level. Do you know what I mean? is the most expensive missing persons Ever. case of Scotland all Yard, I think I've spelled something. I don't know how much they've spent, but it's in the multi-millions. Yeah, like, that's actually fucking mad. Like, but back to this like when she comes home he ties her up and tells her that he's just going to rape her classic but as soon as she's tied up he tells her which is creepy to me that he, he's actually BTK buying torture kill and that he's going to kill her and he strangles her and he kills her but it's n- important to know that he actually never raped anybody in his entire reign because he just I don't think he could actually get it up yeah he just general. like from like, what he know he just chipped into knickers didn't he that's the thing Gypped is the most <laughs> infantile. Bro, it's also yeah. it's an onomatopoeia, which we've been talking oh about. My it God, is. It yes. sounds like describe this for the beautiful listeners. So we were talking about words today that are onomatopoeia, if that's the right pronunciation. What was the number one? Pitter patter. Yeah, Daniel Sandler. Yeah, Another screech one. and, and like crack and crack. like um like crackle yeah, and slither. like you know all shit like that. Yeah, where the word basically sounds like the action. Yeah. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. Um and yeah, like I was like I've been saying jip for ages G- and, oh, it's, it's yeah. a really disgusting <laughs> word <laughs> I don't like it at all it makes me feel uneasy no but in all seriousness though like that was a bit of a calling card wasn't it yeah. like on the like a few of the crimes like he, he literally would jip in the knickers and leave them behind do you yeah. know what I mean and like, later we'll get into how he got caught but shall we say that was uh, a bit of a bit of his downfall <laughs> 
bit of a like yeah calling card as he said but then moving on in 1979 Dennis broke into the home of a 63 year old Anna Williams she was out with friends at the time ooh. and ooh crack that can there he's on the Guinness by the way of course <laughs> that's a good way oh that's a very Scottish way of pouring it I saw on uh, Instagram that you use a spoon to pour it over because I love Guinness yeah what's your favourite pint of Guinness in Dublin would you say the Royal Oak the Royal Oak is a stellar pint. But you know what is a stellar one as well? Kyo's. Did you ever go Kyo's on South no. Anne Street? What? I've never been there. <gasps> Sorry, lads. I'm just pouring this pint. Yeah, he's still... And that's terrible. That looks awful. It could Shoot ski that, on that head. Oh, <laughs> ski on it. It Look, could ski on it. Will you give that a second, will you? Yeah, the fucking hack of it. No, you haven't let the thing settle, if you might think. Look, that'll, that'll sort itself out now in a minute. Mm, don't know. It looks like a cocktail. Well, you're on... You're on... Pover's anyway, no, the light over there. Pover's the light. Anyway, back to this prick. So in 1979, Dennis broke into the home with 63-year-old Anna Williams. She was out with friends at the time and he waited for her return. Just as she was about to walk back into her house and he's there waiting, phone lines cut, mm-hmm. usual, her mate turns to her and says, here, come back to my house for a nightcap. We'll go have a little thimble of sherry. Little girl's and night. she goes, why not? Fuck it. Ma, work I'm tomorrow. Saturday. I'm not working tomorrow. So she goes, Dennis has already been waiting about eight hours was enraged. And he just left. So fucking hell. Like talk about like missing like mm. missing the opportunity. Like, like fucking you know hell. I mean? Like talking yeah. about like missing out on. Yeah. yeah. I mean mm. like eight hours in a fucking closet wherever you're standing. Yeah. Like do you know what I mean? Like you'd be thinking right I'm at the putting in some serious time here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He probably heard the key sliding yeah. into the lock she and he was, was thinking right it's showtime. But so, do you know what I mean? Like later then a few months later she just goes home as normal thinking everything is fine. A few months later she gets a package in the post that literally has a diagram of what he, from him, a diagram of what he would have done to her, plus a poem about her of why she didn't return home. And if we have a copy of the poem, I think it'll be good. We have a handy. Out. Yeah. We can, we can pull it up, if no problem on this here, podcast. Jamie, Jamie, pull it up there, yeah. please. If you can pull it up. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> one. We love to see it. He's 100%. Yeah, look, I can get into this poem now. Right, so. Um, he was a man, he was, you know, he was a... He's a man about town. He's a man about town. <laughs> but look, this fella fancies himself as a bit of a WB8. Personally, I think this is fucking shy. Um, but this is uh, <laughs> this is the poem, right? Bit of an Oscar Wilde about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> to be, to yeah. kill or not to kill? <laughs> <laughs> to jip or not to jip? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, I hate that word. But, uh, <laughs> on a monopoly. Worst word of 2020 is jip. I don't think no, so. It's I horrible. think COVID surely no. is the fucking worst Jeff word. Worse no. Give that over. <laughs> but anyway, um, here's his poem here, right? So this is, as Aoife pointed out, this is the poem that he sent your woman, you know, a couple of months after um, breaking into her gaff and she just narrowly got away, right? Oh, Anna, why didn't you appear? T'was perfect plan of deviant pleasure. So bold on that spring night. My inner, and by the way, this fella is dyslexic to fuck, right? Yeah, I know. Like he, he spells night, N-I-T-E, yeah. My inner feeling hot with propension of the new awakening season. Worn with inner fear and rapture. My pleasure of entanglement like new vines at night. Again, N-I-T-E. <laughs> oh, Anna, why didn't you appear? Drop of fair fresh spring rain would roll down from your nakedness descent to lofty fever. That what burns within Jesus creep. Christ. In that smell, sorry, in that small world of longing. <laughs> No beef, you mad thing. I was going for a rethink there. 
<laughs> it's his poxy right in here. I'm trying to bleed the figure. I'm trying to bleed. No, it's just you. Like you can't read. Shut <laughs> mouth. I'm trying to decode the ramblings sorry, of a madman here. Sorry, Do you know what sorry, I mean? Sorry, no. In that small world of longing, Outtake. fear, rapture, <laughs> desperation. Desperation is even spelled Cammy here. Look at this. <laughs> the game we play, fall on devil's Did you ears. Write that? Shut <laughs> Wrote this for you, Ife. <laughs> right back on X. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy spring forth Mounts to storm fury Then winter calm at the end Oh Anna why didn't you appear The thing goes on for ages But, but like you get how that bloody gist there. Oh Anna why didn't you appear And yeah. like needed his, And also he sent Along with that poem Was a diagram Of what he was going to oh, Shut the fuck up He's showing me his point of Guinness now Like look at what I've done It's fixed itself Sorry yeah It's only because he left it To sit for a Give while Give it over like, <laughs> <laughs> But along with that poem He sent like a, a diagram Of what he would have done to her If she was at home and needless to say she moved out a second that she got that that letter in package like who wouldn't but like, like what a prick now and we're coming to the end of it now and Dennis went on to kill many more but I'm going to hand it over to Gary because I think I've dominated the entire 100%. episode 100% this is I always say the, the true crime ex- extravaganza is the Eve of the Dawn show <laughs> dot, 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 featuring dot, 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 Gary do you know what I mean I'm a spectator I am a passenger right now in this, this uh, you're privileged to be involved of course yeah thank look thanks for, for having thanks, me no, to be you're, honest you're with welcome you. like don't forget to leave that, that mic alone. Like, look, you know. yeah, of course, look, I, I'll try to make this as brief as possible because I still want, you know, ratio wise. Yeah. When people look back in this episode, they, they I want them to go, look, that was all leave it. But, yeah, don't try uh, out try me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. So look, one board that we need to mention um, that was killed by Dennis was a, was a girl called Vicky um, Virgil, right? So a little German surname there for you, right? Now this is, um, we need to mention this one because it's, it's kind of central to what was uh, young Dennis's downfall, right? So in September 1986, right, Radar, like Aoife pointed out, so had like his I have eye. to say, like 1986, he started killing in 1974. Yeah. So this is 12 years. 100%. Undetected, yeah. which is crazy Yeah, think about well, it. Well, definitely, because even like when, when we get into how he was caught, the amount of mm. years that have elapsed before yeah. he's actually caught mm. is actually mental. Like, like, if, like this was his game to win, mm. realistically. Yeah. He could have gotten away with it, like... But in 1986, Radar had his eye on Vicky Virgo, a 28-year-old mother of two. He would walk by our house hearing strains of piano music as Vicky played, right? Eerie, innit? On September 16th, he took some time out for a PJ or project, as he used to call his murder prospects. Like, that's bleeding mad, innit? Sometime after 10am, he showed up at Vicky's door, dressed up like a telephone repairman, Complete with the hard hat, the whole shebang and all, like, do you know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing that voice. Then. Yeah. Well, the hard hat, the whole shebang. <laughs> the whole shebang, baby. <laughs> and he somehow managed to get your one Vicky to let him into the house, you know, under the whole guise mm. that he was a repairman, right? So he came in to check the phone line and he fiddled with the phone and even had like this mad improvised test gadget as well with him. And he like performed some like, you know, little diagnostic maneuver and he was like, yeah, no, it's fucked. But then as he was down under, um, like having a look at the little fucking mm. phone line or whatever, he was like, he informed her that she was going to be tied up. Just how casually he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, your uh, signal's pretty sure. You know, I'm actually going to tie you up. What? No, I'm so it's going to cost you about a hundred euros, but I'm also going to be tied up. Yeah. Depending on the bureau de change. <laughs> bureau de change. <laughs> Too much. Um, oh, it's going to. Sorry, bank euro trash. Did you ever? No, do you remember euro yeah. trash? No, did you ever watch the Mighty Boosh? No, I never man. watched it. Oh, what? No, I know. It is so funny. 
Your man, uh, Dane, Danebridge, oh, I can't remember. Bainbridge, doesn't I think I know who you're on about, yeah. I just can't remember the cunt's name. Like, cut that all But, um, <laughs> no, we'll keep him <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, presumably he was obviously a gun, like, to, to force her into her bedroom. Again, similar to your stories. And attempted to, um, to tie her up. But she gave him a fierce battle, apparently. And she was scratching the fuck out of him. Apparently, like, like probably of all the, the young mm. ones, like, she gave him the best go, like. And, uh, but obviously, radar prevailed. And uh, in the, in this little physical altercation they had and secured, sorry, managed to secure her, <laughs> like with ropes, like, you know what I mean? Like, managed to just fucking incapacitate her, like, and, uh, and then strangle her to death, sadly, with pantyhose. You know what I mean? Like, bad out, like. Have you seen, I, I had it in my thing, like, have you seen the photos? Seen the damage of pantyhose can do. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the damage a bomb can do? Blow your head from here to All our international, <laughs> our international listeners are like, what? This is Father Ted. Father Ted reference. A.K.A. me and Eva's religion. Like, you know, you would have heard me reference uh, Pat Mustard a few times on the podcast. Have you seen the damage a bomb could do? Blow your face on the side of a tree. the brick on the accelerator. That's all I just keep thinking. When I look at that whiteboard, I just keep thinking of that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on anyway, sorry mate. But um so yeah, he strangled her with with uh, pantyhose sadly and then he photographed her dying body in a few different poses and obviously got out dodge, right? But this is the maddest part. He got out dodge and actually robbed her car, right? And uh like but while he was in this kind of little skirmish where she actually warned him, she was like, Look, you better get out here, my husband's on the way and he didn't give a fuck mm. but like after he was thinking, Fuck, like if yeah. she's telling the truth, like this cunt could walk in any second, right? But as he's escaping from the gaff in her own car, right? He actually passed the husband. Isn't that mad? So the husband was coming back from That's work so and they passed eerie. each other on the road. That and eight, so and the husband was thinking, eerie. Jesus, that looks similar to her car, like, wow. like my wife's car. And he's like, well, that's obviously not because it's not her driving it. Mad shit, isn't it? Yeah. And um, like, so they passed each other. It's like fucking fate. Like any little thing could just turn the whole story around. But mm-hmm. obviously he, the husband wouldn't have known. Like, yeah. Just... It's fucking horrific, like, and um, so and he, he drove around the city for a while in the car, and then eventually just disposed of any evidence, and then returned to the area near the house and then parked, and um, parked like the car near like a couple of blocks down from the home, exited on foot, and then returned to his own car, which was parked nearby, changed clothes, and then he escaped without any detection, mm. and um, like he wasn't suspected of it at all. Like they didn't even, do you know what's mad about this? They didn't even credit this as a BTK crime. Yeah, so this was one of them things mm. where the cops were like. We're not a hundred percent certain that this definitely falls mm. under the same category the as the previous. Same. Like it wouldn't have yeah. credited the crime to him. Like. Yeah, and you know what's sad? The husband was actually suspected of a ferades. It's not mad. It always it? is the husband. Yeah, though, this it? is what they said. Like, so, um, like Bill Virgil, this is the husband, right? His life took a bit of a drastic turn because not only obviously did he lose the wife and then the mother of his kids and everything, he was actually faced with like serious hostility mm. and skepticism from the police and the public and they never seemed to like be satisfied mm. with his like alibi or whatever that he's yeah, in work or whatever yeah. and then for like I think it was around 18 years there was pretty much like suspicion around like okay he was the one who done her in like until fucking Dennis was caught like exactly so we'll go into <clears throat> how just the story yeah, takes this a bit of a in my opinion how Dennis was caught is the most interesting part of the entire time. story mm-hmm. because what I find so crazy about the whole thing is that he started killing in the 1970s and wasn't actually caught until, was it 2005? Yeah. Which is insane because we were alive in 2005. Big time. I didn't well, hear about this. We? You were f- well, I was 27 in 2005. 50 odd at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like we were like, 
over 10 years of age at that stage. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's notes to me. That was very recent. But I didn't hear about that. Like, when I was a kid, well, like, like... Obviously, your parents were sitting down. Well, let me tell yeah. you about BTK. Well, I mean, like, I wouldn't have heard it in the news. Right? I thought, well, I suppose I'm not sitting down well, like, casually we're not watching. A, well, like, you think about it, America has killers all the time. Like, we wouldn't report them here in Ireland. True, on the internet yeah. as well. Like, I'm not saying the well, internet. Well, imagine we had a serial killer in Ireland. It would be front page news oh, constantly yeah. all the time. 100%. Like, do you know, what do you think about covering a few, um, a few Irish killers? But there's not that many though, is there? Like there's Larry Murphy and all, like, oh, I suppose. Oh, I don't like him. Yeah. Do you know there's a pub on Leeson Street? Yeah, I know. We, me and Danny Larry were talking Murphy. about that in it, yeah. But like Leeson Street of all places. I, oh, but that's, do you know there's a couple of pubs called Larry Murphy's? And I was saying to Danny, I think it was on episode 25, I was saying, do you think they had first trouble kind of PR-wise? I would say so. I'd say they would have a bet more influx of clients. No. Just for the Whoa. novelty. Do you think so? the novelty. Couple oh, of points down on Larry Murphy's Larry's. <laughs> <laughs> for all the uh, internationalists, Larry Murphy is a convicted rapist and I believe murder, murder. Uh, he's a mur- he wasn't convicted of murder but he's definitely murdered yeah people. definitely well, maybe he was I don't know I'm 99.9% sure that he did like I think he was convicted mm. of rape but like it's heavily speculated yeah because there's so many girls that went missing around that time like buried in the Wick- was it the Wicklow the Wicklow Mountains as they say yeah, yeah um, which is fucking mental <laughs> your like. old stomping yeah. ground <laughs> 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 where I used to work full time as a rent boy <laughs> till I was uh, carted out there I thought you were feeling spark I was but I started in the Michelin Mountains you got, you got fired <laughs> yeah I got the sack like uh, like literally <laughs> sack to the face I can't even go through the Phoenix Park on a casual walk without some of my former colleagues giving me the stink eye they're like you back here are you the after all these years mean. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of jokes about me being a rent boy in the Phoenix Park is outrageous people are going to start to believe it remember in one episode I started saying that Leo Varadka was a client of mine Oh my god, I tell you went for dinner. I didn't even tell you. Come on. Did I? I was in I went for dinner last weekend in a piglet wine bar and sitting directly behind me. I told you it was Leo oh, Rucker. How did you even um So I was in Piglet <laughs> Wine Bar, which is a small restaurant in Dublin. It was very packed. Mm. So he was there for like two minutes and then he left. And I was like to the waiter, I was like, why did Leo Rucker leave? And he was like, Oh, because it was you? too busy. <laughs> yeah, because of me. Eva, I'm sorry, he, I can't didn't be, stay. he didn't want to be seen in a restaurant that was too busy because yeah. it's like against He's a big fan of the podcast though, else. as you know. He, uh, yeah, he loves He's seen podcast. that post that they remember tagged him in the story. Eva, uh, are you affiliated with the Nive Lopness podcast? Is that for getting on to me saying, Can you influence the masses to get the vaccine? Yeah, look, we're not even going to get on to this. Mm-mm. That's a it's a touchy we're subject. Not, we don't like we don't agree. Yeah, no, what do you mean we don't agree? Yeah, we you're don't anti, agree. Eva is anti vaccine. I'm pro vaccine. <laughs> you're anti vaccine. Gary's anti mask and he's anti vaccine. First of all, he said to me, he goes, <laughs> My face is too beautiful to beautiful to be covered up with a mask. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, you how dare you turn your back on me now? That we're in you were the on studio. the bus earlier, right? Going head to head on this. We had our masks on coming up to the to the studio. Uh, I had my mask on, you didn't have your mask on. <laughs> it was like a bra, wasn't it? Aoife <laughs> was like oh you're anti-mask and I was like no I'm not he goes you said it on the podcast it's public record like, when did I say that you and did. you were like you said something about that your face shouldn't be covered up and I was like yeah because for aesthetic reasons my face should not be covered up <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm anti-mask but like sure you're riddling mask know, me at the moment said, what excuse me Aoife <laughs> was like I'm starting to get loud the spots recently I think it's the mask and I goes yeah <laughs> I said I have one spot on my chin. You said like I'm starting to get loose. I didn't even talk like that. You know what? Your first impression of me on this podcast ages ago was like, Carrie, what are you doing? Remember the one at Oxygen? <laughs> like I don't talk like that. Yeah, well, actually, I do want a phenomenal impression of you. <laughs> Listeners, weigh in. Do you think I do a good impression of okay, you? Okay, let's do a uh, comparison then. You okay, do. let's do okay. a comparison like. 
Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, like. (laughs) That is a ringer for your voice. I'm actually going to give you I'll pick an actual quote. An actual quote. Me and Aoife on the bus said, I go, yeah, great. I don't think I'm going to get the vaccine. (laughs) I'm actually really anti-vaccine. true. You are such a fucking bollocks. Spoofer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually shocked at you. You said that you wouldn't get the vaccine. Because I said I'm a, I'm a Greek god. I don't need to get the vaccine. Oh, if anything, my auntie... Piss off. You don't care about anyone else except for yourself. I sla- you know what? You need a good slap. <laughs> I slapped the coronavirus around in January. I said the reason why I wouldn't get the vaccine. If anything, my antibodies need to be extracted from my body and funneled oh, into some kind of system. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know that? You're a fucking little spoofer you are. Sitting there thinking you're all da. You're all za. <laughs> Zach. We're having a bit of a domestic here in the VC. Sorry, sorry. Our forced, uh, cut on, it out. Our forced on air fight. I love it. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. Back I to have. this, though, yeah. <laughs> back to this insufferable prick. <laughs> this insufferable prick. Um, where where did I leave off there? <laughs> Why are you doing me like Dylan? Dylan like the Dylan impression. Um, so, where were we again there? Oh, yeah. So, look, we're going to move into when. Uh, so, Dennis was captured, right? Now, this is a bit of a lofty tale, so bear with us, right? So, similar to most serial killers. He was his own demise, wasn't he? He was acting up bollocks, mm-hmm. like, realistically. like fame, ego, ego etc. Do you know I mean? Yeah. Look at myself. Um, <laughs> your iPad's going off there. Oh, it's actually my dad's. <laughs> my dad calls it so, like, basically, I use my dad's iPad because he doesn't know how to use it. And he calls it the machine. That's so mad. I say... <laughs> That's what my dad no, calls I me. <laughs> I would like to have dad, can I use your iPad? Because I haven't even... My dad's from Northern Ireland. I haven't even been able to use my machine since I got it. So like he hasn't got, but I tell you this really funny story. So he hasn't been able to get out of his, get out of the house for months. Mm. Like he's over sixty five, so blah blah blah. But he had his and friends over the other night. <laughs> no, and on the run. But he had his friends over the other night, and they were going out. I booked them into the Guinness Storehouse Brewery mm. for a dinner. Yeah, and all of his friends like him are from Northern Ireland. And they have the funniest names ever. Waiting to rattle these Come off. On. So me, McCluskey, Big Harry Knoll, Artie Barr, <laughs> Mickey Finnegan. Uh, <laughs> like ridiculous names. And, are they uh, in a trad group no, or something like that? I feel people. like they should be in a traditional like they're music all, group. They're all real human beings, and like so that he had them for for pranks, pre drinks yeah. in the house, and like pranks. I came downstairs and all I heard was like over and over. I was like, oh, just I just gotta go. Like fair play, we had a good night. Yeah, I fuck honestly. You know me. I've infinite love for your dad. Like your dad is one of the nicest gents ever. And of all your mates, he seems to just take in a shine. He loves you. I've I've literally I could probably count on two hands how many times I've seen your dad ever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'd you say. saw him a few weeks No, yeah, like 100% yeah. he collected us. You know, he but loves I mean, like, you. Like, yeah, he like he's like, ah, oh, Gary's a lovely fella, isn't he? Oh, well, Gary, he's a clever little button, isn't yeah. he? And I'm like, yeah, he is, he is. But every time I try to do, do his voice, I sound Polish. Like, I'm like, he's clever, isn't he? Yeah. He's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too many beers. <laughs> oh, stop. But well, back to, um, back to the capture, right? <laughs> so look, what happened with, uh, with young Dennis is, so, a local lawyer by the name of Robert Beattie, right? So this, as Aoife pointed out, this is years later. So the chap has basically taken the foot off the, the, the accelerator. He hasn't mm. really murdered he's anyone. He's like dormant. Like yeah, he's dormant retired. Like, he's retired from the serial yeah. killing game. He's like, John. He's taking a break. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I've had me, I've had me feel. Yeah. I'm going to just relax now he's for a couple like, of years. I'm all right for the moment. 
100%. But he gets basically nearly coaxed out of retirement by this lawyer called Robert Beattie, right, who thought that the BTK killer could still be out there. Mm. And the because the case had gone so quiet, he said, fuck it, I'm going to write a book about it. Mm. And in January 2004, it was the 30th anniversary since the first BTK killings. Isn't AKA. that mad? 30 yeah. years since he started killing, like, yeah. the first family, the Otero family yeah. that hadn't got justice for that entire time, mm-hmm. which is, like, very sad. Imagine the family, which is really heartbreaking. And anyway, it brings us back up to like modern day, more or yeah, less. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, so um, so then in the uh, on the on the thirtieth anniversary of the first killings, the the Witch of the Eagle, which is a, a newspaper, shall we say, they ran an article, um, about the case, and then they were talking about the upcoming book that was being written. So Dennis hears this and he's fuming. Again, this is just like this is fu- this is kind someone of, else telling his story, yeah, more or less. Exactly, like yeah. this is his story to tell. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, who's this Robert Beatty fella? Mm. That's what he was thinking. Like, no fucking way, How Jose. Like, couldn't stand the idea, as Eve was saying there, someone else telling his story. So he was, he was essentially brought out of shadows. So he sent an envelope to the Wichita Eagle, right, which contained three photocopied pictures of Vicky's body. So this is the the young one that I was talking about a few minutes ago. The one he killed, and then a photocopied pic of her driver's license. Now, as well as that, he um, like what was as I said to Eva there. This was a case that wasn't officially defined as a BTK killing. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were still it was still like inconclusive. So this yeah. was like once they received this, they were like, oh sweet Jesus, right? Yeah. Add that to the list, like. You know, it's not so. He actually kept all his evidence in his son's treehouse. Isn't that mad, isn't it? That is insane. So, like, your one's, like, driver's license, the pictures, all that were just up in the treehouse. That's fucked How up, isn't brazen, it? though. Mm-hmm. That's so brazen. Mental, and he signed off, obviously, with, like, he had a BTK symbol, apparently. What a brass neck. What a fucking prick, though. Yeah, it's outrageous, like. So then in May 4th, right, 2004, he sent another letter, right, to the studio of, like, they're called K-A-K-E TV, so like cake, <laughs> like cows. And, uh, like, it was this big, long-coded message, like, kind of like your friend, the Zodiac Killer. But, oh, like, my mate. But way I thicker, know who like, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, the FBI confirmed there, like, right, this 100% came from the BTK Killer, but apparently, like, I think he tried to be, like, mad articulate. He like, said he yeah. took inspiration from uh, Son of Sam, which is another which mm. we should cover and also Zodiac but like I don't think he was that smart no, he definitely wasn't not. that smart because even the FBI said it themselves were like, not like, even that they were smart but still yeah but the chat they were like right this chap tried to send us this big mm. fucking like elaborate coded message but we cracked it in no time mm. and it's actually just it's <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, look, two plus two is two yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then on June 9th right he left another package right that was taped to a stop sign right mm. And then the package contained notes describing the Otero uh, mm. family murders along with, like, this is a bit fucked up, right? But a drawing of the 11-year-old girl mm. um, that was hanging nude. And then the sketch was titled, The Sexual Trill is My Dome. Yeah. Isn't that mad, isn't it? Yeah. And then it also included, like, a little bio about himself, um, like, about the BTK mm. killer. That, and it was just, the FBI said it was just fucking ramblings. Like, mm. it was just the ramblings of a madman. Like, yeah, literally. And, um, Again, like, you know, with these with these cons, typically they have just such an inflated ego. Like, they nearly consider themselves, like, celebrities. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the next package then shows up, right, on October 22nd, 2004, right, when a UPS worker found a strange envelope 
when picking up packages at a Dropbox every time. <laughs> every time I say envelope, I'm with Jeremy Coyle. Remember getting the envelope? Fuck that. I said, it's an envelope. <laughs> Jeremy Coyle was such a brick, though. Like, he, he was, was a wanker. So she was a gambling addict. Mean. And all. That? Didn't someone commit suicide because of how rude he was oh. to them on set? Like, some person. That's why it's cancelled, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, currently because over, of like, that. Yeah. Like, and also, Jeremy Coyle was ripping his wife off the entire time yeah. when he was there putting people on stage for a cheat on but, their like, like I was saying there, he had like a very like insane gambling addiction mm. like mm. back in the day like do you know what I mean it's like your man yeah <laughs> what was his name Dale from Supermarket Sweep he was a mad cokehead madness he was literally Legend. on his face on coke yeah <laughs> remember Supermarket Sweep no never seen it what rocking around with trolleys trying to get all the products into the trolley at the same oh, sorry you like, Supermarket I, Sweep I, I, you're I, older what? than me Will like you stop? I you would remember yeah, literally you're there in the gaff no job at 11 in the morning watching trash TV <laughs> Judge Judy and Superman <laughs> Sweep or whatever the fuck it's called and also nothing to declare yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing no. to declare come here talking about like fancy, fancy accents did you see that clip going around about Nigella Lawson no who's that you know the cook Nigella the chef Nigella Lawson the really sexy chef go on she's like 50 something years of age how did I know Nigella Lawson because I'm out and about doing things Eve. I'm <laughs> oh, not watching like, trash TV at 10am like. there's a clip going around that everyone's gone mad over that she's like and now I'm going to make some mashed potato which I've warmed some milk in the microwave the microwave as in, <laughs> as in microwave <laughs> yeah I know I got how that you know it's like Lindsay Lohan. She's the sex. Google her now. She's the sexiest chef ever. Madness. You are fucking living under a rock. Here, obviously. Do you remember Lindsay Lohan did that interview and she had that mad accent? Please tell me. Remember that? So mad, weird. Yeah. So like Lindsay Lohan, like emerged after years of like fucking anonymity, and she was like doing some like award show. Like she was just showing up at the thing. Yeah. I'm like Lindsay Lohan. It's so great to see you. How are you doing? And she was like. She was like, she was said something like she goes, I've been doing a lot of humanitarian work. And she like her voice was like jumping up and down the ground. She was like, It is my mission to save the world. <laughs> my lowest point of the first lockdown was when I watched Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club back to back. You're joking. And it was the lowest point because it was so trashy it wasn't even funny I watched Freaky Friday during lockdown oh, that's a great, great film, film. Jamie Lee Curtis get them Jamie Lee Curtis is brilliant yeah. I'm sorry she's, she's a legend great. I have influence Halloween I'm sorry she's punching the head on Michael Myers there in the latest one she's fucking deadly yeah no I have mad love for Jamie Lee Curtis remember there was a rumour going around her about years ago that she was like hermaphrodite no what I don't believe I don't believe it either you just make these up yourself I don't <laughs> that was a rumour going around for years it's the same thing as about the whole thing about um, Michael Jackson or not Michael Jackson um, Marilyn Manson who cut his rib out to give himself a blowjob it's one okay, of them okay I never heard the Jamie Lee w- Curtis singing well you weren't in a bloke school <laughs> well, I don't know maybe you are <laughs> don't jump by the sight yeah. shh <laughs> only jump by the size of you did you <laughs> say sight of you <laughs> This is just the banter myself and Eve have. There's moths out there going, Jesus Christ, Gary, you fucking, you prick. Look, Eve, we do have phenomenal bands, don't we? Oh, to be fair. Stop, it's the best. It's like it's ice like best. you, you do nothing about it. And now we I just don't care. On. Like, I, I would, I, I hook Gary around. Once the mic's caught, he's done. Yeah, she's going to fucking slaughter me. Um. <laughs> But um, yes, so this uh, this package right contained drawings of like girls in bondage, right? And a poem titled, now this is got Death to Landwehr. This chap called Ken Landwehr was the like the lead investigator on the case. He was the mm. one who was like chasing the BTK killer down for a youngs, like. 
and uh, then as well like this this package also contained pics of uh, of kids right like mm. drawn like with uh, like bindings around their hands and their bodies and all the and their like their their legs and everything so it was fucking mad- madness like and then the police actually released um all of this to the media purely right this was part of their strategy right to keep him happy because Engaged, they yeah they wanted of, yeah. to keep the dialogue going right yeah, but they didn't want to do it too much like they mm. didn't want to over excite him or offend them or anything yeah. like that but that was like they were they, I presume the, the, the FBI and the, the guard have like their strategy down to a teen mm. at this stage it's like cool let's keep the dialogue going let's make him think he's in control mm-hmm. and they do mm-hmm. it to the point where exactly. they pray that the lads make a mistake because yeah. inevitably they do they all yeah. get the, they oh, all lose the run of themselves there you go gets the best of them exactly so that's what they kept doing they were like yeah cool whatever we receive let's post mm. it into the media and keep Dennis happy like so the next package then arrives on December 14 2004 bear in mind as Eva said like this is 30 plus years after yeah, the first murder like this is like, absolutely yeah. madness like and uh, a man is walking through a car park right and he finds a package wrapped in a white plastic bag leaning against a tree and he took it home to investigate it the fucking like hunga like do you know I mean like <laughs> he took a home yeah to I'm like bet. what the fuck I didn't even know that like yeah. would you not just like look in like, it there and then yeah like take it home you big fucking freak <laughs> but I think it's gas like there could have been there could have been like a curry from the night before inside it yeah. <laughs> right the fact that he sees this going I'm could taking that could have been tree in one yeah, like. exactly <laughs> chap sees it going sure, I won't open it now I'll, I'll keep the surprise like at home smells good I'll I'm going to take it, it home so he takes it back to his gaff and he looks through it and then inside he finds a doll right with a plastic bag tied around its head how and saying, creepy yeah, is that like, madness like the hands and the feet and also tied to the feet was the missing driver's license of Nancy Fox that's so fucking sociopathic like, mental like he just loves taunting the authorities and the media like yeah, that's just creepy. What an insufferable prick! Yeah, so going back to what you alluded to at the start of the podcast mm. about Dennis being uh, involved with the Lutheran Church mm. in 2005, right? January 4th, to be exact, Dennis gets promoted to the to the president position of the woo, woo on Dennis woo. speech, speech, speech. <laughs> wow, you're such a good Samaritan. <laughs> Oh stop! But if he comes the president of the the church council of the the, the Christ Lutheran Church, right? And it's on always January, them. It's yeah, it's madness. Them. Like always. Like, Have you yeah, watched True the, Detective? The, no, always but the amount them. of churches in America annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, um, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to <laughs> Gary, just for context, Gary is just for no apparent reason just kneeled on the ground with the mic in his hand. I don't know what you're doing. I was getting a bit of a stitch in my leg, so I decided to just kneel down on the ground. And as I was saying, I was like, fuck me. This no one's gonna no one as well carrying this ring around me a couple of months. Why does that put it to Pray, pray. <laughs> I'm getting a fucking like locked leg or something like that, so I said, fuck it. Here, can you do a push up? Can I do a push-up? I cannot do a push-up. I go to the gym a lot and I yeah. still cannot do a push-up. Yeah, well, that, that just, you're not working hard. I can't. Like. No, I fucking am. <laughs> I mad. have, like, my arms are just There's a gym literally two doors down. Oh, right? you don't want to go to the secret gym. Yeah. <laughs> I go to F45 gym. and that's intense. Well, they're obviously not doing a good job and if you can barely do a push-up after it's nine Wahlberg's months. It's gym. About nine months of training. David Beckham's gym. <laughs> David Beckham. He goes that Imagine what they'd say now like seeing one of the members <laughs> nine months in can't even do a push-up to be seconds left right and centre she's mm-hmm. doing a push-up oh my days we love to see it right come on for it you're using the door to assist you there right that's <laughs> you're on the carrot weights you're on the 2kgs aren't you that's what it is look we're hitting the gym after this 100% I know you're locked you're bloody steamed <laughs> <laughs> we're hitting the gym I'm after not this. Eno. yeah <laughs> 
Oh, stop. Anyway, go on. But um, but on January 8th, 2005, Dennis left a special K cereal box, right? That was marked BTK bomb, right? In the back of a pickup truck in a car park of Home Depot, right? So the police were out and, you know, it was discovered by some rando, like, do you know what I mean? I don't know why this rando was just looking in the back of cars and all, <laughs> but he just finds a bleeding special K cereal box. Like, is there a bit of a pun there, by the way? Cereal box, cereal killer. Special K. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's what that was all, like, actually, yeah. if that was intentional, like, do you know what I mean? But um, the police were actually able to use surveillance footage from around the car park. And they actually, even though like Dennis was blurry in the footage, they were able to make out you. This is actually fair play to them. Using like the measurement of like the wheelbase of the vehicle, mm. they were able to determine that the model of the car was a Jeep Cherokee, right? And they went through like the DMV show and all that stuff within the state. And they actually narrowed it down to only a couple of thousand people that owned the, the Jeep Same Cherokee, car. which is fair play yeah. to them. But that's a great little jumping off point. Yeah, think no, about. It is, like after course. being pretty much like shooting in the dark for so long to be able to look at, at the case and go kill we're pretty sure that this guy here is the, the BTK killer and yeah. we, we have let's say 2,000 um, people now to look at like that's still the fantastic mm. like position to be in like yeah so anyway also within the box contained information um, about people that he was actively stalking it's not mad isn't that's it that's so crazy and Mental. creepy yeah and also a question this is this is cracks me up right inside the cereal box there was a question that was obviously like being directed towards authorities right that it was Dennis wanting to know that if he contained a floppy disk if in he the sent next package, a floppy disk yeah, if, if, he he, yeah, someone, if, he, if he contained a floppy disk within the next package he leaves for the FBI no like would they be able to yeah would they be him? able yeah. to like trace it do you know what I mean yeah. like, they obviously said no yeah like you're already gonna go like yeah actually <laughs> no, they, so just forego that then if you just stick to, with the pen they and paper had to respond via the newspaper yeah, like exactly. kind of code like that was so funny like, they're hardly gonna be like yeah we can catch it so don't bother man said, yeah just stick no. with the newspaper clippings or whatever way you want to do this like we're happy to do that <laughs> but um so the next and the final package, right, came in February 16, 2005, and it was sent to KSAS TV and contained a piece of jewellery, right, and a brief letter and purple floppy disk, right? Cool. Detectives immediately sent it for analysis and found that the fucking floppy disk, he's a thick animal, right, had metadata on it from the Christ Lutheran Church. And there was also metadata on the floppy disk for a deleted document that was like edit, like created Last by the edited, admin yeah. of like the ch uh, the admin of the church, and just said Dennis. That mm -hmm. was the document created by Dennis. Mongo, like what like, the fuck? How thick can you be? Like like two thousand and five, though. I mean, no one knew like the traceability of technology. True, but still, but I mean, like a quick still. Google it sort that out for you. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> so funny. Eve is imitating me here on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he has like his, his uh, fist against his chin like Shirley Temple yeah. kind of thing <laughs> it's like a communion picture isn't it and go on please yeah, go on guess who I have a crush on <laughs> <laughs> oh stop but um so yeah like a quick internet search showed that the president himself was indeed Dennis so they were like right Lutheran Church Dennis Grant the chap obviously had like a fucking page up on Google <laughs> like a little about me section Dennis <laughs> The admin, <laughs> the president, I'm doing a little pause here for even <laughs> the president of the Lutheran Church. And they're like, right, well, this is a fantastic little um, jumping off point. We'll get, we'll uh, see what's going on here. So they actually placed um, Dennis under 24 hour surveillance. And what did they discover? He drove a Jeep, Jeep Cherokee. Cherokee. And they were like, in <laughs> So 
the police. Microwave. Yeah, <laughs> microwave. <laughs> so they're like, right, we're pretty certain that this chap has something to do with it. And they, like, they knew they weren't going to get DNA off the chap willingly, right? So they decided to go for the route of his daughter, right? So they put him on 24-hour surveillance and then they put a subpoena together to get the DNA of for his daughter, right? Smear. And it turns out that the Kansas State University had a sample of her DNA from a medical procedure she actually had like recently. And um, it turned out the familial DNA was a match from the semen, as I spoke of earlier, mm. that they found on, you know, the knickers that the chap left behind at the crime Jip, scene. Sorry, yeah, Jip, Jip, sorry. I know, term. as I said, I was like, You're it feels so unnatural. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was a match for the Jip <laughs> that they found at the previous crime scenes and they knew they were like, right, we finally have this chap. Like, bear in mind, this is 30 years even. Yeah, like, like this is mad crazy to think to about. Me, 30 years. Um, can you imagine being um, your man fucking, um, what did I? Charlie from Ken, the first. the fucking detective that's been on this case for it would drive years, you crazy. Like, it would drive you insane. Like any breakthrough at mm. all must have felt like an absolute celebration. Mm. But the fact something. that he went that long and the only reason that he was ever caught was from his own doing. It wasn't like the FBI cracked something. He did it to himself. Yeah, like as I said earlier, like this this was his for the, the taking. Like mm. he could have done nothing and lived his entire and he would, life. He would never been caught in hell. Madness, if he he'd be still running him up now in Kansas. He's such a fucking egotistical prick. Yeah, that's what got him caught. Hundred percent. Like. I'm doing my phones again, Eva. <laughs> oh, stop. So, look, they put together a plan which I thought was really cool. It reminded me of Breaking Bad. I know I keep talking about Breaking Bad, but. But so they were like, right, we need to be snappy about this, right? So they have him under um surveillance and they have the daughter's DNA and they did they didn't want to raise alarm, they didn't want Dennis to know that he was potentially nabbed, right? So they assigned over two hundred policemen to the cases in this mm. mad and they were like, right, because they wanted to basically lock down everyone in Dennis's network, friends, mm. family, etc. etc. But we had family in different states and everything, hence the the volume of police officers a guard as we call them so they literally had it they were like right guard it you go to here and they wanted to investigate yeah. like locations of interest and all they just and they, it was like very torn key mm. and they were like okay on this time we're gonna nab Dennis and at that exact same time you're gonna literally boot the door in yeah. to his family very in planned. various different states and just start getting info info mm. info we don't we don't want any dialogue happening between Dennis and anyone that was known to him friends or family or otherwise so that's it they um they told all the guards to go ahead we're gonna pull the trigger on this at around 12 o'clock they were watching him for days now they know but at 12 o'clock clock he leaves work early to go for lunch with his uh, wife who it, it's only about 18 minutes to get from where he works back to his gaff i.e house and so it was a proper sting operation right so the second he left they tailed him and then just coming up into his avenue an unmarked guard car pulls over and then they reef him out of jeep and they mm. swarm him with guns and uh, they place him under arrest and then it was glorious as well because <clears> this <throat> was the moment that ken landwehr yeah. the detective that had been chasing dennis for, for imagine the satisfaction you would have got out of that for like so many years yeah apparently it was fairly uneventful though like but yeah. what did he say when he was caught and they say like oh mr raider do you know what you're being arrested for yeah he goes i have my suspicions yeah <laughs> I know how creepy yeah. is that. He was like, "Oh, no, he said, oh, I that have my suspicions." The Robin. <laughs> that chuckle he's about the Is it not about that loop to loop? Is it? <laughs> chuckle he's about the reefing from the nice look. You can have a back of oh, me so much to you. Don't that brunch from nineteen ninety six. Oh, stop! So Dennis is. But that cornetto sauce were discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that fucking salero back of me so much to you. <laughs> From Turkey Garden, like <laughs> arm to the teeth of the cunt on the ground. Laser, like yeah. on his chest. <laughs> Cornetto soft. <laughs> 
So anyway, right, they take Dennis in for questioning and Landwehr and an FBI agent are kind of leading the uh, the interview process. And the reason for this is because they felt that having an FBI agent um, present would actually be beneficial because it would actually like like inflate Dennis's ego. He'd be mm. thinking like big bad FBI agents so is here. Important so important they had to call yeah. in the FBI to get a hold of me. And they, they wanted Landwehr in there mm. as well because like like we we haven't gone into it too heavily, but there was kind of a relationship between Landwehr and Dennis between the letters, and that's that's actually typical as well. Kind of like with the Zodiac killer, mm. when killers are sending letters to um to the police, they like to protect. They like kind of consolidate in their head, like they're sending it to one person. And especially if there's like a detective or something like that assigned to the case, mm-hmm. they nearly they nearly focus in their head, mm. going, "Okay, it's just myself and Landwehr in this case in this situation." Mm. And everything I say is direct dialogue to him, and there's a funny one coming up for you now. But um, they 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 interview him for 36 hours, right? And Dennis is fairly tight-lipped, but eventually he cracks, and they say to him, "Listen, mate, we have your daughter's DNA. We can mm. link you to all these crimes because you all the jip and the knickers, like you know what I mean." <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "They're like, just fucking say it and save us the hassle and go through <laughs> on the BTK kill after that strat, right?" I hate now, the way he said, like, he was self-proclaimed BTK, but like BTK, like. It's just a horrible fucking name, like. Yeah, it's fucked up in it, and then the FBI agent leaves mm. the room, and it's just Ken Landwehr and Dennis left, and this this cracks me up, right? So, uh, guess what? Dennis says to Landwehr, he goes, "Listen, mate, look, why did you lie to me with the floppy disk?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he actually swear to God, to yeah, fuck Mad. off! Oh my God, why wouldn't they lie yeah. to him? Crazy, like, isn't are it? Are you fucking? Stupid. He's a thick animal. Like I love that. He's probably fuming, hence why he was so quiet for twenty six like, hours. Uh, he wanted to be caught. He wanted yeah, to be Yeah, I do think caught. that as well. But then I think I'm like, he did. I love that whole like why would you spin around and go like, mate, why'd you lie to me at the floppy <laughs> disc? Like that's I thought <laughs> well, we were no mates. one else in the room, you know you're being recorded. Torty well. letters to <laughs> and fro. We are pen pals, like Jimmy, you know, we had this cat and mouse thing going on. I thought we were a mate. Yeah. Like bad ew. I thought I could trust you. So Ken Landwehr just does the shake my head emoji, just like oh, you're a tick. Literally. You know what I mean? Yeah, like come here, mate. Do you honestly think I was gonna tell you the truth? Like, screw your bloody head on there, mate. Do you know what I mean? Now, something I find interesting is um his wife and his children actually stood by him during it because they were in complete disbelief. They were like, No, this is a massive, massive misunderstanding. Mm. Same with the members of the church he was as well. So opposite in his real life. Exactly. So Completely normal bloke. Like same with the members of his church. They were like, mm. No, this is farcical. Mm. There's no way on earth young Dennis committed these heinous crimes. Like but uh, and on March two thousand and five they set the bail at ten million dollars, yeah. which like a lot of money, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um and he was actually appointed a public defender. Like he kinda went, as I alluded there a second ago, he completely went mute and he was like at one stage he wouldn't even Torn in what his plea was. They mm. actually had to assign him a plea because he wouldn't plea. He would like he wouldn't guilty say he's guilty or not, or not guilty. guilty. So yeah. the judge goes, "Look, not guilty, I suppose." And we'll just <laughs> investigate this and see what happens. Don't know. That's what mm. it was like, though. Yeah, they were like, "Look, you're gonna have to be not guilty, mm. I guess." And we'll just we'll we'll go mm. the whole hog with this. And uh, his family and kids, they just alluded, they were super supportive during it. But then Dennis had a bit of a change of heart, and he said, "You know what? I'm actually gonna plead." Guilty because he didn't want his family mm. hearing the details of all the crimes. But he had to stand up and say every detail mm. in the trial. That's what I was going to say to you, That's what his yeah. plan was. He was like, Do you know what? I'll save me family the hassle of, of hearing all this. 
I'm going to plead guilty, but the judge made him actually talk about the crimes <gasps> in depth. Yeah and, yeah. Uh, and then his family and his kids mm. obviously turned on him. They were like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, yeah, his, his wife only divorced him in 2006, I think. He's probably married. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. <laughs> You've heard my thoughts about People this. People love convicts. So that's why I'm going convicts. into the serial killer game. Do you know I mean? Just to pull a young one. Like, <laughs> like we've discussed this on previous crime, yeah. uh, true crime episodes as well as privately. It's actually madness <laughs> to me. As well as privately. No, but seriously, it's madness to me the way the amount of like, especially really like high profile mm. criminals they literally they nearly have multiple wives in, but in this jail but the thing as well Ted Bundy is like apparently being said like oh he was so attractive no Ted Bundy was never was attractive he was disgusting like and people just glorify him women glorify him as he was sexy but he wasn't at all mm-hmm. it's crazy but if you're interested lads if you want to pop onto YouTube you can actually see the um the courtroom footage of Dennis and he's mm. he's chatting away and it's it's it airy as well, isn't it? It like is like he's so yeah. matter of fact and very cavalier about Like that's what like scared me about him so much was that he was just the so like could have been our dad, your dad, my dad, very fucking normal and he was so disturbed and did the most, in my opinion, the most creepiest, disturbing murder murders that I've ever heard of. I think this is the worst. That's one why I pushed you so for far. this topic so you much mad because <laughs> <laughs> that's why I pushed you so much because I found it so interesting because he was so deprived yeah no it is it's not like deprived deprived both of them to be honest you. well deprived obviously deprived, as well like, do you deprived. know what I mean microwave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so Aoife like how long did he get like so he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison without parole for 175 years and he is currently serving that in El Dorado correctional facility Madness. Mm-hmm. You know 175 years. Americans love doing that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I was, I was just going to bring it up. Years. You absolutely pinged me into the stratosphere <laughs> on that Jeffrey episode when you were telling me what the longest person <laughs> ever at the sentence was. It was like 900 years. And I goes, what did he do? I was dead serious. I was like, yeah. doughy eyed. And you were like, jaywalking or something. What was yeah, indecent no, exposure. I said it was indecent exposure. And like, what were you like? Because like, obviously we don't have a camera here, but in real life, wasn't I like, no, yeah. he didn't. You were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I was like, and that's why I'm laughing. I actually shared it on Instagram. I was like, that's actually a hilarious show. Um, I'm, but I, like, I swallow a brick. Like, I'm weirdly gullible. You know this about me you at this are. stage. Like, like you, you can make me believe anything for a second or two. Would you get me? Like, you can tell me something like, oh, no, really. And then it takes a second for the grey matter in my it's brain to just like, kind of. you're very, like, creative person so you latch on to whatever said to yeah you. that's a nice way of putting that yeah. you're stupid i'm, I'm slow looking <laughs> i mean <laughs> but if we leave it there and uh, before yes. we go obviously we'll do the standard shout outs everyone has been super super kind to the lads haven't they on social media we've been getting an yes. array of shout outs internationally yeah haven't we yes, we've been getting indeed. shout outs from across yes, the globe indeed. so i'm going to kick into them now so i'm going to give you a shout out to our go patreons and um, the social media shout outs and also i want to specifically talk about the spotify 2020 wrapped because we got a good few of them and oh, I, yeah, I definitely want to honor do. those show out so from the top so first off our lovely patrons Louise Cavanagh I know honestly like, I, I, say it, so I say it every week but li- like no. if you know intimately they make more than the anyone podcast. Like, I'm a patron myself and me as well I'm a patron like, myself you I'm, actually put wheels on, on it for us like it's so important that the You've helped grow the podcast from what it is. Without a shadow of a doubt, like, mm. I wouldn't have actually continued because, mm. you know, yourself, it's actually a revenue-losing mm. venture. Like, you know what I mean? The, yeah. Like, a lot of time and money and resources goes If you're thinking about it, please do pledge. No matter what it is, like, a little 
even if it's the Euro pledge, mm. like, you know what I mean? Like anything it makes like a difference. big time. Um, but look, sure, look, I don't want to sound like a Jehovah's Witness. Bang on doors. <laughs> Sign up to the Patreon if you have the means and the interest, of course. We'd, we'd love to have you. There's extra yeah. episodes over there as well. Mm. And, and not to mention, we've actually added yeah. new tiers And also well. the fact that you're supporting something that you enjoy mm-hmm. means a lot. Small, basically a small business. 100%. Like if me and Eve are chilling out in the pub one day and you've seen us, would you or would you not buy us a point for our, for our, for our troubles? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Do you know what I mean? But um, thankfully, these uh, upcoming fucking kings and queens have rice. So from the top, Louise Cavanagh, Mick Burns, Dermot English, Trevor Cavanagh, Ray Faulkner and Nadia Morgan. Lads, thank you so much. As Eva just said there, like, you, you really do much. keep us going. And also a quick mention as well. We've added uh, some merchandise as well. As of mm-hmm. recently, I shipped out a few hoodies last week to the patrons that are on the super fan and the mega fan tiers. Not to mention some good Samaritans who just purchased off the mm-hmm. website. So a massive, massive thank you. Again, like I actually have the hoodies up for more or less the same as the cost to make for me. It's just about getting the hoodies out there and getting the brand out yeah. there. So massive, massive thank you to everyone who's bought one thus far. Next up, up is the 2020 Spotify rap now this warm my far heart me it really did when I seen people sharing it especially the ones that had like how many episodes they listened to in a day and all it was deadly like but um, from the, leading the charge is the two <laughs> Moran sisters um, I've been chatting to them over the DMs Kim and Amy Moran they are doing bits for the lads honestly they're out promoting I don't know I literally should be every time, I, every time I pick up my phone it's like blah 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 has followed you and I, I send them a DM they're like yeah uh, Amy slash Kim sent me I'm like oh my god oh, we nice. have a genuine street <laughs> team on our hands I was like they should be on payroll genuinely <laughs> So Amy and Kim, massive goo on the mornings, massive thank you. Jade Ennis, Aoife Parker, James Condon, Nick Stanley, Karina McConnell. Billy Donnell, Leon McGrain and Adam Costello. Thanks so much guys for sharing us on the the Instagram show on the week. And next up is just uh, some other social media shout outs. We have uh, Johnny Brown. We have Jess Root all the way over in uh, Scotland. Anyone who knows me knows I go absolutely gaga for you the old Scotland. You love Scotland, Scottish accent. You love yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. It's one accent I can't do. I can no, do so many accents, can't. but I can't do a Scottish accent. It eludes me, sadly. But um, Kelsey, no second name on Instagram. Sorry, forgive me. So you'll just go by uh, the anonymous Kelsey for the meantime. But thank it's you like so seal, much. like Seal, just Kelsey. Exactly, seal. yeah, or 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> Grace over in Sunderland and Rossi Wood actually over in Warrington. Um, mm. Rossi, like I promised you a shout out, and there you go, mate. I hope your your isolation. Oh, he's okay. a big fan, isn't he? Yeah, Rossi's yeah. doing bits at the moment in Thanks, Warrington. Rossi. Massive fan of the lads. Love and your he work. Was isolating. <laughs> he was isolating during the week from the, oh, the old deathly well. and venomous COVID. So I hope you're all right, mate. I know it's a bit fucking, it's a bit shy being stuck in the house, but hopefully you made it out. Um, Hopefully intact Poppy Dunn Fleming Simon O'Connor Shane Davis Leighton Hoban Sophie Weston and of course Claire Isabella Murphy thank you all so much from the bottom of our fat hearts and uh, we leave it there Eve, will we we will indeed and thank you so much for joining in see you on the next one pal right yes yeah.